hey, hey, dishes, we're back. We're soap, we're Salem style, and we're ready to get right on into it. I am Michael the Maverick, aka La Horrister. And my co host, <laughs> I heard that, Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your name changes every week. I never know what they're going to be, and they're always hilarious. Uh, my co host, Tony, Nick, and Dylan are here. Say hi, you guys. Hey, everybody. Hi. Ariette couldn't be here this week, but. We miss her anyway. We miss her. We haven't had all five of us in a while, you guys. We're going to have to make this happen. So. Yes. Okay. Now it is time for the Salem Spectator Special Report. Sponsored by Jennifer Rose, Horton Devereaux, Katie McLean's version. <clears throat> Emmy nominated Katie McLean's version. Is right? she yes that Emmy? Oh, we talking all that hot shit, Miss Reeves. We talking all of it. So I hope you hear us. <laughs> now, let me put on my glasses so I can read the news. Oh, yes. Summer promo revealed that Greg Vaughn is returning to days. It's the second coming, y'all. Thank you, Lord. You finally get something good, right? God for Jesus. Oh, my God. I have never been so happy to be wrong about something in all my life. Me too. That man belonged to the streets. Because we sure was saying, days, he screwed up. He ain't coming back. We was blowing days up for that. And now look at us, egg on our faces. Listen, I will happily put on my clown mask and be wrong for this. Happily. I, yeah, I have no problem eating all the crow. Now, <laughs> I, I put this on Twitter last night and I'm going to say it again now. Days, do not fuck this up. You got him back. Right do not for waste him. Right. right for him. Right for Eric Cole. Like, the fans of that couple and that ship deserve it. They have been put through some bullshit this we last have. year. Because have. You, you have never... <laughs> written for Eric or Nicole in the way that they should be, you're getting a second chance. Do not fuck this up. Exactly. Yeah, like they, I they hope know. that this time they realize what a gift Greg Vaughn is and that they realize how invested fans actually are in both Eric and Eric Cole and that they use them properly this time around because they see what happens when they don't have them so i'm hoping that they've learned from that and please we'll make some adjustments going forward because they were getting dragged for how they treated them before greg even left so hopefully the dragging that they got is why they rectified the situation i don't know how long greg is here for i'm hoping that it's for a while and that we can actually be invested in them because when when they actually take the time to write for them and write for them well, it works. They just need to do it more consistently. And the storyline they have Nicole in now is begging for Eric because we've been right. saying for weeks, what was the point of her sleeping with Xander if Eric's not here for the fallout? But you can see, we'll talk about this later, but you can definitely see the shift of pivoting her out of Wraith's orbit slowly 
while trying to push on Eric. You can see it now. Yeah. Knowing that he's coming back, you can kind of see the shift, like the shift happening. But without that, it wasn't really clear. But with the knowledge that he's coming back, it's definitely a lot clearer. Well, he is the only old face returning to Salem. We have now learned through the summer promo that Carson Boltman has been cast as Johnny DeMera. I'm excited. Is yeah. he a blonde? Yes. Yes. Why does all Marlena's descendants turn out to be blonde? We'll start off they, that way. I guess <laughs> because Allie and Johnny are twins, they wanted to cast somebody who looks like like looks like they could be her twin. Yeah, but they're fraternal. Yeah, but they and Johnny was a brunette. They're fraternal, and Johnny was a brunette. Yeah, but sometimes you can you can have dark hair as a kid that gets lightened as you get older. Yeah, well, I looked like, Asian when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so the bruh climber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm excited. It took them long enough. Yeah, I know. I hope he's okay. Not evil, but I do hope that he's a bad. I hope he's a little spicy. Yeah, let's make him a little dark. Like somebody, somebody said he needs to be like his grandfather and Kristen. I said no, not Kristen. He can be (laughs) like (laughs) he can. He can be like uh, he he can be like his father in in the sense of like being the corporate raider type kind of a thing. Imagine yeah. the Marlena reads we're gonna get. The what? Also, the Marlena reads. Oh, as soon as Johnny oh, yeah. does something. Oh yeah, because she. Had I want to no hear someone call him by his real name, <laughs> his full name. John. Or John, John. John Roman. Roman. John Roman. Sounds like DJ a liar. If he doesn't Roman. become a liar, I'm gonna be pissed. Now, <laughs> one of Sammy's children needs to have inherited her scheming, scamming, troublemaking ways. Well, I think, I, I think Allie did, but because of everything she's been through, she hasn't leaned into it. No, it's yes. Will. It's Will who. Uh, it is not Will. Will no, is, no. Will they is just terrible. Come on now. They tried it with Will, but it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't land. Sammy's still just all- terrible. Sammy's oh, yeah. schemes at least work. Will's always blew up in his face. I hope it's Johnny. It'll be fun for it to be Johnny. Yeah. Now, especially if he has like EJ kind of enabling him or Kristen sort of like, you know. Now, do you all think that they might do Johnny Chanel considering she's the only young female on the show right now that he's not related to? Probably. That's probably where they're going. I could see Chanel hooking up with Johnny to piss Allie off. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> honestly, okay, I would honestly like to see since Sierra's all, you know, whatever the hell that is over there. Oh, you finally come around to that idea, have you? Papers can always be printed, Tony. Anyways, since Sierra's doing her own little thing over there with her neckties or whatever. Theo and Chanel can get on some kind of accord and get decent again. Then you put Chanel with Johnny. Give us a good old-fashioned in-house Demera feud. That would be yeah, fun. That would, would be fun. <laughs> and I, can I feel imagine like EJ Theo being would be torn. the rough Logan of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine EJ being torn between Johnny 
and Theo because he loved Lexi so much. Yeah. Now, how do you think Allie and EJ's dynamic is going to be when we see EJ? Because when Allie came to town last year, she did not seem to be EJ's biggest fan, but they were close when she was younger. So I'm kind of interested to see what their dynamic is going to be. See, I wish they would have went ahead and played the fact that EJ raped Sammy. So now we can see Allie, a rape victim, with her stepfather, her mother's rapist. Would have been great to play I think with him on the canvas, they can play that now. It's going to be weird, though, since it's a different face. Yeah. Speaking of new EJ, we saw a snippet of him on the Duel app. Um, what did y'all think? I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, That's- I I'm already a fan. Period. Because like Team Goat Farm were my bays on Spartacus, so like I was already here for him. Um, the only like criticism I have, if 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 it's even a criticism, is I hope his accent gets a little more British and a little less Australian as yes. we go on. Yeah. yeah. But like that was it. I mean, I'm. I didn't I'm see any it. romantic chemistry though. It's early, but I didn't see it. Honestly, and also too, he said something in the dual app about him only really working with Allie the first couple weeks that he was there, and now that may be because Allie had to go leave to go shoot um, Murder She Baked, and she'll be back. Again? Yeah, because she she <laughs> left. She left to go to Vancouver to quarantine about a week before they finished production in April. And she's currently filming the new murder she baked now. So I'm assuming she'll go back to days. I when hate it's those due. movies. I love you, Alice, sweetie, but those movies are <laughs> terrible. My mom loves them. So I'm happy for her because she's, she's thrilled that she's getting another one. But First I'm assuming. But I'm assuming that when she's done filming, she'll come back to days. But I did find it interesting that in the dual app interview, he said that it was it was nice working with her for his first couple of weeks. So I wonder if things are going to implode with EJ and Sammy not long after EJ gets to town and then EJ sticks around. But Sammy, for whatever reason, they're going to have to write Sammy off at least a little bit because Allie's been in Vancouver for the last month. Well, I'll say this. With all these people coming back, I know there will be a certain name later on in 2022 that I better see. I'm not saying it, but y'all know who I mean. Anyways, next. Don't actually. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. say, Tony, come on. You know me. (laughs) (laughs) I will never, never forgive days for that. But anyways. Last piece of news, guys. Daytime Emmy nominations came out, and we have Wally Kurth for lead, Tamara Blonde, Tamara Blonde, Tamara Bryan for supporting actress, Victoria Conifal for younger performer, Victoria Platt, Katie McLean, and George De La Hoyo for guest. What do you guys think? Any snubs? Any should have been on theirs? Any shouldn't be on theirs? Let's talk. This might be a long episode, you guys. Uh, I don't really 
understand what Tamara Braun did in the three months of 2020 that she aired that warranted her the nomination. And based on the description of her reel, it seems very low key and not a whole lot to write home about. So I was kind of shocked that she got the nomination. Um, I'm good with all the other nominations. Uh, I do wish that Robert Scott Wilson had been nominated, but he submitted for lead and not supporting. So that's why that didn't happen. Whoever gave him that advice should no longer be allowed to make those recommendations to him because he should have been, he should have submitted. I'm good. I'm good. I promise. He should have submitted in supporting because yes, he had the airtime to back up lead. So from that standpoint, it makes sense that he would submit and lead because he did lead the show. But Emmys is one giant game. You have to game the system, unfortunately, to get a nomination. And he would have had a supporting nomination on lock, I believe. Okay. Um, I think Stacey Hyduke should have been in lead. He didn't Um, submit. Okay. Dang, why? She- <laughs> oh, I, I don't think a lot of the days actors submitted because of COVID. I know Eric Marsoff didn't submit. Like a lot of, I, I think a lot of actors just kind of forgot about it with everything going on this year and didn't submit. I know Lindsay Godfrey didn't submit. I don't think Stacey Hyde submitted. Oh, wow. Did Lindsay Arnold submit? I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, she's definitely she, Yeah, because that's who surprised me. Yeah, but, I was kind of surprised she wasn't on the list, but 2021 next year yeah, will be her year. Next year. The I hypnosis scenes alone will do it. I'm trying to think, was Camilla on that much last year? Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> she I was if on. Because uh, I mean she would have she would have had the Gabby Eli wedding bust up, finding out that that. Stefan was alive and finding out that he wasn't Stefan. She was on for most of 2020. She left in August, came back in November, and then left again until oh. February or March of this year. But yeah, if they, I don't know if they submitted, but Sal Lamont should be in supporting too. I don't think they submitted. What they have last year. Cam- does Camilla submit in lead though? Because yeah. lead actress yeah. was. That category she, was always going to be crowded and rough. Yeah, there were. Um, a lot she should have started off as supporter and then worked her way up. That's that's what I think everybody should do. But, um, but Sal and Lamone would have had the would have had all stuff. the the wedding stuff. Uh, their wedding, well, both weddings actually. Yeah. Well, no, so, their non-wedding was in 2019. But like, the, no, I'm talking about G- Gabby and Eli's wedding. Then. Eli and Lonnie's wedding. Then, then Eli and Lonnie's wedding, plus all the stuff, all the fights they with, had with Kristen. Like Kristen, yeah. The fight when e- when Lonnie confronted Eli about lying to her about getting Kristen on tape, that was an Emmy reel. The um scenes okay. where she where Lonnie this is gonna sound like I'm trash. This is gonna sound like I'm hating, but I'm glad they didn't submit. I feel like they would have been better off waiting to this year to submit because some of this, these acting choices that they're doing now and what I feel like is coming up for them, I feel like they're going to do the work of their lives. So mm. this might be the best year for them to submit, not last year. A lot, a lot, of, the, a lot of the kidnapping stuff. I, and I think Stacy, honestly, like Stacy had some good stuff in 2020, but I, I think uh, Stacy Hyduke, again, is going to have more material 
next this year. year. Because mm. and she and Eric, as far as I'm concerned, got their Emmy Emmy reels for next year on lock this week. Yeah, yeah, those things were really good. They were. She was. They were. As amazing. much as I don't like Kristen and Brady, those things were damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the guest performance. I'm going to say it now. I don't care who you guys <laughs> complain about. I, I, I really don't care. You can come at me. I'm at underscore the T-H-E-E <laughs> Maverick. They can come for me too because I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to co-sign what you're about to say. If Katie McClain wins this evening, I'm showing my entire black ass on Mr. Reeves. <laughs> I'm talking her, her mammy, and her great grandmammy. Listen, I am not letting my foot off of her neck if she lets somebody step into her role that she claims and get an award you couldn't even get, you wench. Oh, Katie McClain went so bad. (laughs) Just for the the pettiness of it all, please. Her reel is is actually decent. She submitted the scenes in the park confronting Jack after the anniversary party. She should have put the scenes when she was confronting Kate, too. She didn't. She just said she did um, the the Kate, uh, not Kate, the Jack-Jennifer confrontation, which when those scenes aired, I said they were Emmy-worthy. So I'm glad that she put those in. Um, and George submitted scenes. He did a scene with um, Deidre during the kidnapping. He did a scene with Drake during the kidnapping, which I, rem- I remember when the scene with Drake aired, when they had that fight back and forth during the blackout. I, I remember being really interested in that scene. And he also submitted, which Wally submitted this too, uh, the scene in the interrogation room when Justin held the gun on Orpheus. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. But to me, this is still Katie Katie McLean's uh, award to lose. Because yeah, I'm sorry, I, no, I'm, I'm nobody, looking at the list outside of Brianna Lane. I don't see anybody else that could possibly win it. I, I yeah. again, I'm I'm gonna be that person to remind y'all that Kim Delaney is Kim Delaney, and her name oh, alone yes. carries a lot. Yeah, of that's true. I forgot she was in there. Hope they don't do a weird title like they did a few years ago. It's <laughs> up if Katie gets it. I promise you. I want this more than anything. This will make up for the shit tastic year. It it could be between Katie and Kim, honestly, because Katie and I mean Kim Delaney is Kim Delaney, so that gives her name recognition. But, but Katie ain't no slouch either. Exactly. And, and all Katie's and been on is, multiple soaps too, and she's an Emmy winner already. She's Dixie. Exactly. The, the girl from Pigeon Rick- Hollow. Come on now. There's name recognition there too, especially since it's actors within the daytime community that are voting on these categories. Yeah, because she's been on AMC as well turns and now days. So like she she could have a lot of support. And she's married to John Lundstrom. Yeah. And he's on GH. He was on As the World Turns too. And Port Charles. And Port Charles. So like they they both have name recognition. I mean, Katie's daytime royalty. I'm not like taking she anything is. away from her at all. I'm just like, remi- uh, this kind of goes into something else I was going to say on another category, but it's like people keep saying so-and-so has this on lock. And like, I don't think anybody has any of these on lock. And I, I We've feel seen like some people, upsets over the years. Yeah, I feel like people forget that it's more... That more than just the reels that are submitted are taking into consideration. 
and maybe they shouldn't be, but they are. So when I said I thought only Brianna and Katie might take it, I was thinking about the work they did last year. But I do know Kim Delaney is still Kim Delaney. <laughs> I legit forgot Kim Delaney was in that category. Well, oh, she started Greg. earlier this year. Yeah, I forgot she started. Because to be honest, I'm I'm kind of surprised that Gregory Harrison was left off of the list did, just because. Did he air in 2020 or was he just 2021? What? Because he, he came late. Wait, when did? Because he, he came. He came in right before Finn and Anna's wedding, which was just in February. Oh, okay. All right. I thought, why did I think he didn't air? In, he didn't air until November 2020. Mm. That's when he first started airing. Okay. He should have been Jeff Weber, by the way, but I'm hush. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But okay, we have to accept what it is they did there. Well, we don't have to accept it; we just have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I like him. That's the problem. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good, and he is precious with the little girl that plays uh, Violet. That, oh, I yeah. love her so much. Well, that's our little Emmy snippet. We might just do an Emmy podcast, you guys. I don't know. Well, I am going to be watching the Emmys that Friday night because I love the Emmys. So we can definitely do an Emmy reaction podcast if you want to, because I'm definitely going to be watching. Yeah, because I was going to say. I think we're all going to be watching this one. Yeah. Like I I, I was going to say, I think um, Victoria has a really, really good shot in Younger Performer. Knowing what her reel is now, absolutely. Because her reel. She opened it with the confrontation scenes with Claire in the townhouse. Then she went into the execution uh, scenes. Then she closed it with asking Rafe to walk her down the aisle. Okay. The, confronta- okay. the confrontation with Claire alone would would cinch it for her. I think. I remember. Uh, those see again. This is <laughs> like as someone who watches all four soaps. There's a reason why I say that. I think she has a really, really good shot. And, and I do. I think she has a really, really good shot. I do not think that she has it on lock. As someone who watches all four soaps, I know that both Sydney Michaela and Olivia oh, Lynn have done phenomenal. Olivia Lynn oh. was working that year. Oh she my God. Wor- that baby girl worked. Yeah, she wasn't as and specific. She had a great of shaking, y'all. She yeah, she worked without the benefit of having a lot of other teens to work with. She had to hold her own with industry vets. And she did that and she did it brilliantly. That girl going places. I swear she is. Literally, because she's yeah. she left the show. <laughs> yeah, because she, she got a primetime gig. Yeah, she's, 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 she gets cast in something every few months. They're yes. always casting her something. She is amazing. And I, she's but no, not she's going to that, cast. She's going to that Chucky on sci-fi thing, which is only going to last a season. Yeah, she's up in Toronto filming it now. So, like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not, again, I'm not taking anything away from Victoria because she was amazing. She was amazing. I'm just saying people have got to stop looking past other performers because, I mean, like Sydney did amazing yeah, work Sydney, Sydney, yeah. Sydney was really good. The stuff with Taggart's death. Ooh. She put her foot all the way up in it's her- it's honestly and, uh, and it's only because i don't watch the young and the restless and i'm gonna watch the reels if they publish any of them so i will make more informed choices once i see all of the reels because i am that type of person but based on the knowledge of what sydney and victoria 
did, well, what Victoria submitted versus what I know Sydney did for the year, I think it's honestly between those two for me on who could take it. Yeah, like I, and and I mean, and even with Tosh, Tosh gets crumbs. He gets crumbs. They don't give. Oh yeah, much. he's there. I forgot about they, him. Like Can they he don't give too much. But when they give him something, he, he delivers. Can, he delivers. Which which they did when he found out about Brando and Molly. Yeah, when they they, versus, gave, they gave him that before that. Even um the confrontation when Molly rejected his proposal, he was really good in that too. Yeah, like we, he gets crumbs, but he make it's a Darren. It's okay. It's like with uh, the Bold and the Beautiful with Darren Brooks. They don't give them much, but when they give them something, they knock it out the park every single time. So it's like that category. Honestly, I I'm like my four, top four three, to five. I would four to five. I wouldn't mind any of them taking it. Yeah, that like fifth I'm, one, no. <laughs> Wait, who's the fifth one in there? Weeping Willow. Oh, okay. But this is her second nomination. You have to keep that in mind. No, I don't. I didn't get it the first time either. Well, the first time she submitted, like, finding out that her son died. Like, I got that. That nomination made complete sense because she submitted finding out that her son was dead. Like, that is Emmy bait. And she had, she and Josh had me sobbing in those scenes. I actually watched GH live that day just to watch those scenes. I watched it live too, and I still don't understand it. Right, right, right. Okay, let's go ahead and dead this now. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, we're going to be dipping and doing it all throughout the Emmys, talking about the Emmys. We're going to do an Emmy reaction podcast based on what Tony says. And Usually what Tony says is lie nowadays. <laughs> now we're going to use bipartisanship. I know I want to drink for that podcast. Tony's probably going to be against it. So we're going to let you, the audience, vote. Should oh, you can drink. Moving? I'm going to be sober. But if y'all, if you want to drink, that's fine. I don't care. No, 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 no. All for one and one for all. So are we going to be boozing it up, America? We're going to let you decide on Twitter. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the weekly recap. They say let your conscience be your grind, but in this scenario, I wouldn't say so. Ben has a ghostly visit from Jordan, who is playing the role of his guilty conscience. And let me say... Chrishell, you ain't married no more, so I can say this. <coughs> Damn, you're fine. You could have said it when she was married. Oh, wee, she's so fine. <laughs> yeah, her hair was looking just marvelous. I that love dress her dress, was too. dressing. Them titties was tittying. <laughs> we just... I was thoroughly entertained. (laughs) The dialogue was great. The delivery was spectacular. By the end, I was just saying, don't go. Don't go. But Chrishell, if I could just touch the hem of her garment. That's it. That's awesome. I will say that I I loved seeing Jordan. I'm a Jordan fan. I loved seeing Jordan. I loved seeing Chrishell back. But I am really glad that Ron admitted on his Twitter that he should not have killed Jordan. Yes. I was so happy he said that. Because I... I You don't admit when he's wrong often either. Yeah. (laughs) It took him a year and a half to say it this time. But at least he said it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I believe that Ron felt like, here I am being a Ron apologist. Whoop-de-doo. 
I feel like Ryan felt like she wasn't coming back. I mean, she got Netflix and Realty Coin now. So kind of in the scenario, you never know if she's going to come back. So it was best to kill her off, even though it was a mistake. So I could see both sides of it. Well, no, he could have written her out without killing her off. Or even if he did do what he did, he could have written it so that Jordan faked his death so that Ben would be executed. And then that's what they like. They still could have done everything they did at the jump with them. But instead of revealing that it was Evan who killed Jordan, have it be revealed that Jordan faked her own death in order to send Ben to the execution chamber, considering that her entire motive every time we've seen her both in 20, you know, every, every time we've seen her in 2019 was to ruin Ben or kill him or whatever her motive, her motivation was always about Ben. So it could always, they could have easily said that she faked her own death just to get Ben put away. Yeah. That would make a twist too. I mean, I don't know. I'm just glad they had her back with this stand. It was really good. What did y'all think about the scenes though? Like, Rob and Chriselle play off of each other really, really well. They love to work together and they play off of each other really well. And I like the fact that um, Ben basic, I mean, because Jordan was basically Ben's guilty conscience. So Ben was basically dragging himself for an hour in the form of his, like in the form of his, his sister. And I really like that. He he, bl- like he's blaming himself for everything, and it's not even just about the kiss with Claire. It goes all the way back to everything that Sierra has been through. Like this was a moment for Ben to kind of confront his demons in a way, and to to finally, in a way, put them aside so that when Sierra comes back, he can fully fight for her without having you know without having the guilt stop him. Well. When you put it that way, it makes it even more understanding because she was going in on him. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and I think it's because and it's be- these these were all of Ben's innermost thoughts coming out in the form of Jordan. He was ba- he basically spent the entire hour dragging himself. And Jordan was just the devil to his angel, so to speak. That's how I took it. The part that really got me was when he was searching for Claire's, for Claire in the park, and she's walking across the screen. That was a, some amazing cinematography. They need to do that more often. That was great. But um, what else? You know, another mistake that was made other than killing Jordan, having her son not on canvas. Yeah, well, we're, we're, you know what? We're going to blame the fact that Kelly Kelly Tebow booked Station 19 because I think had she not booked Station 19, she would have stayed at Days and that would have actually been a story. But they had to emergency recast because she booked Station 19 and Zoe 2.0 was a flop. So they had to quickly- Really? Because I kind of liked her. Oh, no, mm. she was terrible. She couldn't no. add, but She I, was just kind of there. Yeah. Like, it was such a like downgrade. You can't, you can't go from Kelly to, that, to there. Yeah. <laughs> she, she couldn't add, but I had I saw the potential of it if she stayed a year or so. But, but I think they knew that what they wanted to do wasn't going to work with that actress, so they quickly reworked it, and off they went. 
Because I felt like that would have been something more to play on if that baby, I can't remember his name. David. David. David was still, you know, in town. So while you're off kissing Claire, where's my son? Something like that. But see, I'm still stuck on that because that was just a big ass why. But I think we should move on, shall we? What happened next? Oh, yes. That's why Ben was in the park. Claire has been officially kidnapped by Jane. And she confesses about how she killed Charlie and her POV, POV point of view throughout that whole thing. Also, they hotwire Kate's car, and now they're traveling with Chloe in the backseat. Well, in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> That is a lot. Good God, I'm glad. <laughs> she set all I, this emotion to me. That's why I wrote it out for you, because I do. But uh, I have to say, the way they did the flashbacks to, to the night of Charlie's murder, from her point of view, it made everything make sense. Okay, one quick second. Did they actually show, I'm trying to remember... Did they actually show Belle and Sean Douglas with the coat thing? No, that was new. She referenced it. She was wearing it in the square the morning that Charlie wound up dying and she was on the phone with him and she mentioned that it was a Valentine's Day present, but we never actually saw him give it to her until we saw the flashback. Okay, I was trying to see if I could remember that and I couldn't, so I was like, okay. But those scenes were good. I just want to know how Jan got in and out of places so fucking fast. Okay, you know what? While we're on that, so she'll be at the window, and then the next second she's walking in. The I want to know where she got clothes from. Well, I she told was, you in the group chat. I thought it was just the hospital lost and found because she was taken to the hospital in her wedding gown. So, and now she's running around in a perfect fit. So, like, <laughs> I. I I just chalked it up to hospital lost and found. Also, she did a lot. Until now, I didn't realize how ugly that coat is. I that love coat. that coat. Oh, yeah. Not- with the hood down, but when the hood is up, they had Jan looking like Wendy the Good Little Witch. I do not <laughs> like that at all. When Little Red Ride Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that in the one, like, as she was leaving, she purposely threw the button to frame Belle. Like, that was perfect. She threw the shit out that damn button. Did y'all see that? Okay. And, yeah, it was... Jen I like really thought that, that through. I like the fact that she's called out the fact that she was raped, that he raped Claire. Well, not raped Claire. Tried to rape Claire. Yeah, and well, what he Allie, and she's yeah. like, every other woman who's had to. Those scenes, with a man like me, a man like those you, scenes yeah. were so good. Yeah. Be looking for a guest Emmy for her next year. That yeah, was- it was a really good use of Jan's history. Exactly, yeah. and I will say, I I like the fact, like no matter how you feel about the fact that Jan was the one who killed Charlie, this it's very obvious that this was always the plan. It wasn't some last minute retcon they changed it to. This was always going to be the end result, which I like the fact that they made a decision, they went with it, and they have found a way to thread it and make it make sense. 
Yeah, I do like the fact that as far back as the day he died, they've been threading this from the very beginning. Even before then, because that first flashback was Valentine's Day, which was 10 days before he died. And then we jump cut to the day he died. So we actually, and then it's kind of cool because you see that she didn't actually plan to frame Belle until she heard Belle say, I'm going to kill you. And that's when her plan started formulating. And Jan, lover or hater, and I felt both at various times, can think on her feet really well. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing better than Kristen right now. Yeah. But (laughs) Jan's always been better at improvisation. Kristen's needed her plans planned. Yeah. Yeah. Jan's a better improv villain. Well, Let's talk about the phone call that Jan made with Sean Douglas and Bell. Put that bitch on the phone. I said, ooh, that was just, again, guest email material. What did y'all think about that conversation? I, I loved it. Like, I, I love that Jan is Shel Stefano. Yeah. It makes me happy. Hmm. Okay, so how do we feel about the, shuff- the shuffle we heard in the backseat, because I'm sure it wouldn't have sounded like it was squirrels in the ceiling, but <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like. There were squirrels in the ceiling of the studios. But they find out that Chloe's bound and gagged in the backseat of the what, back trunk of the car. Was laughing. I was laughing hysterical <laughs> at Chloe's face because when she opened the trunk and saw Jan, not yeah, even of all the people. Of she was doing the acting people. of her life. She was eating that car. I felt so bad up. for Chloe, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia played it perfectly she saw Janet she went oh I'm fucked right <laughs> and again it was another really good use of character like history. history but yeah. she was eating the hell out that car because did y'all hear those screams <laughs> <What>? yeah <laughs> I said, she's going at it her life. Claire had Claire had one of my favorite lines she said like she said something and then she ended it with and they say I'm crazy <laughs> and I think it was after she realized that Jan wanted to hold on to Chloe. Like it was just hilarious. Jan is bad shit crazy. I, I've and, heard but, so much about her over the years. The fact that she's finally back and she lived up to the hype. That's the first thing that I want to say. She lived up to the hype. That does crazier than a fish with titties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? The only thing. And I know it probably would have been over the top, but just for people who have not like seen Jan in action, I wish that they had found a way to incorporate the Cupid doll. Yes. Oh, that would have been amazing. Because <laughs> like you have, you honestly, you're not getting the full Jan effect without. Until you get the Cupid doll. Yeah. Until but I will say the other thing doll. I love too, was that she said, well, Jason's good for something. He taught me how to hotwire a car. Yeah, that's a good call to history. Okay, who was Jason? Jason was the jock that they all went to school with. Jason was Jan's first boyfriend. They they were dating Uh, when she when they went on the the trip to Puerto Rico, and then after she was raped by Paul Mendez, she dumped Jason and uh, attached herself to Sean. Well, how did y'all feel about the scenes with Doctor Snyder? Um, telling Be- Belle that 
Jan knows. And that how did y'all feel was... about them making? Or, hold on. How did y'all feel about Belle and Sean Douglas making the connection that Jan is going after Claire? Well, I loved that because it was so obvious. But God, Doctor Snyder is an idiot. My favorite part of that though was like. Uh, when Dr. Snyder was like, well, you didn't tell me I couldn't say anything. And she's like, I didn't think we had to. Belle was so done with that. She was 100% done with that man. And she was 100% her mother's daughter in that moment. Like, she well, was giving off her best Marlena glare and it was perfect. Well, can we talk about Martha Madison for a second? Because her facial expressions when she comes to the realization that Jan was going after Claire. Oh, gold. Like she, yes, it looked like, like she, she got punched just, in the stomach. And yes. then when when Ben played played the voicemail, and you could literally and she like fell she into had, the chair. Yes, so good, so so good. Yes. Oh my goodness. But back to Doctor Snyder, I feel like they can make him a good David Hayward of Salem. I feel like they are ramping up to make him the body in the lake that's going to be discovered. I, I agree with yeah. Nick. Yeah. He, it's, he mentioned like that. murder mystery is coming again, and we don't want it. I don't want uh, it. Uh, another one? Yeah, we haven't even finished I mean, the first one. You, <laughs> we haven't even yeah. got to. Because that, that promo was giving me all the American Horror Story 1984. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of here for, you know, some Camp Crystal Lake realness. Bring, bring it. Bring it on. Let's see what you got. Now yeah. Salem has a lake again. Unless he's yeah. going to come back from the dead and start terrorizing people. I don't want <laughs> I think it's going to depend on who it is. Will depend on if I want it. But it definitely, I do like the fact that, like you said, they brought the lake set back for that. And it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. But Dr. Snyder, I think it's just weird because it's so random. Like he's apparently been yeah. a doctor who's existed in the hospital for a while as evidence. And nobody knows him. Yeah. And so, and it was just like, he, he shows up, he's a dick trip, which, okay. But then. <laughs> <laughs> but Kayla already doesn't like him. Right. So he shows up, he's a dick to trip. And then he's blackmailing Gwen. Now he's exposing inadvertently. Yeah. Sean, he's exposing Sean and Bell's scheme and putting, you know, putting their lives and Claire's life in danger by spilling all to Jan. Then you've got Kate is blackmailing him or will be next week. Like he's been on for five minutes and is involved in 15 different things. And it's just all so strange and weird. Yeah, I'm, I keep thinking, I keep waiting to find out he's related to somebody. What's the what's the end goal here? Well, I mean, it, it's just weird. I mean, it feels like it feels like they're trying to use. I think they're trying to use him to turn Trip into Daniel. Oh That's Jesus! Because <laughs> it looks like Trip is about to play Captain Savaho with Gwen and Doctor Snyder next week, based on a spoiler picture that I saw. Because he walks in and like Gwen looks legit terrified of Dr. Snyder and he's going to tell Kayla about what he walked in on. So Trip is going to, I think Dr. Snyder's probably going to get fired from the hospital like oh, so probably the day that he supposedly dies in the river if it's him. Hmm. Well, how do we feel about Belle? confessing about being Charlie's killer to 
have Claire free. She is her father's daughter. Yeah. Do you think she's going to go through with it? She does because there's already yeah. spoilers of her in, and spoilers and spoiler photos of her in Statesville next week. She goes to Statesville Wednesday. See, I'm spoiler free, so I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she does it, and she's a hundred percent her father's daughter because John and Marlene. Well, she's both her parents' daughter actually because they both have and would do the same thing. Well, we went to one sector of the Horton family. Let's go to another. Lucas reads Brady for Phil, which leads to Brady sneaking out to go confront Kristen. Poor John and Marlena. They just they just need a nap. Their kids are all over the damn place. <laughs> yeah. But I love like I love Lucas and I love Brady, but every word Lucas said in that hospital scene was a hundred percent true. Yeah, it was uh, correct. Like it was a read that was needed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I, I was living my entire life off of those scenes. I'm happy. It only would have been it. better if it was like Eric or Sammy. If that's the only thing that would have made it better, but this is pretty damn good. It was much needed. Um, Somebody had to say it. And I think it's kind of good that it's Lucas because he's removed from the situation in a way right he's not you know he he doesn't have like any sort of divided loyalties or complicated you know yeah his loyalty is his loyalty is is strictly love it or hate it to his mother and to sammy but more you know in this case it was all about what Kristen did to Kate, kate yeah which makes complete sense which and this is what led Brady to go in to confront Kristen and those breakup scenes in the hospital, in the hospital, in the interrogation room, Stacy and Eric have did the have done the best work they have done all year. I yeah, listen, really I am a solid Broey fan and I don't rock for Briston like that. I never have, but I was feeling stuff in those breakup scenes because they were just that good. They were really good. I'll never ship them, but they were really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt for Kristen, but at the same time, I felt I felt sorry for her, but I also felt the sense of God, she's pathetic. Yeah. When like, when Brady said, "I don't want to be loved like this," that line landed. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was really good. They it worked really well like together. Her. And then when she was talking about. The only reason I get up in the morning, the only reason I breathe, is for you. Hey, ma'am, you have a child. And I'm you like, have a child. That is the one, like, you have a complaint that I've had. Because that's been my issue with it too. Kristen, the I, I feel like they focused so much on the fact that she was obsessed with John, and then they transferred that over to Brady. That they have forgotten the core of Kristen's obsession was a baby and family because she didn't go completely completely over the edge until she until she lost her baby in paris that was like that she's completely slid off the cracker and then too even if you go back to quote unquote good Kristen, good Kristen was always very child oriented always that was literally her introduction that she wants i mean she was she was a social worker and she was working with kids who had no parents. She wanted kids. Um, and then, like, she, as soon as she found out that Tony couldn't see anymore, she wanted the annulment. And as soon as she wanted, like, and then she found out that if she wanted to have kids, she needed to have kids immediately. So as soon as her, the annulment went through, her plan was to marry John and have his baby. Yeah, it was, 
And even Being when that fell through, she was begging at his door. Even when that fell through, she was begging at John's door for that baby. Now yeah, she's that. pregnant and that's all she talks about. So why is it that I only breathe for you, Brady? It's the kinda... way that they played Rachel as an afterthought has always been like it's not even an afterthought, more so she uses she uses Rachel as a manipulation tool. Yeah. She did it with Lonnie yeah. last week or I thought she did it with Lonnie last week and it didn't work. She did it again with Brady as if that should be a reason that Brady should stay with her. It just, it, to me, it, it doesn't play right because it's like the, to me with Kristen, the minute she realized, okay, the Brady ship has sailed, her focus should have been, been like Rachel. 100% on Rachel, on getting her daughter and getting out of Dodge. I think, yeah, I could have been behind that. And this. I think that might be what's what's happening because she did she did I, I, I don't know when we're going to segue to it, but she did write a letter to Rachel, which Chad delivered. But even in her last scene, she said like she said she's going to be back for Brady and Rachel. So I feel like Rachel, I think, is going to play a bigger part when she comes back. It should have played a part sooner, but I feel like they're going to make her want her baby back when she does come back in a few months. Yeah, I'm just like. That was the only thing that never quite landed for me. I needed her to be a little more about her daughter because I feel like that would have been a little bit more in character for her. And we I all, almost we all know one... Brady shit. She should have been focusing <laughs> on Rachel. Like, and they could have done it too, like because they could have had Susan as Kristen being overly attached to Rachel. Even yeah, if she was exactly. just even if she was just in you know in the same room in the bassinet and we heard the asthmatic breathing. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but Brady could have been concerned because Susan is so, yeah. you know, so attached to his child. But they didn't no. even play yeah. that. They instead focused on on Brady Chloe. And Chloe. Yeah, and Brady's wondering, wee wee, we we get it. <laughs> it's a sensitive wee wee, <laughs> <laughs> and it wanders on its own. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Brady, let's go on over to his uncle, where Philip almost chokes the shit out of Kristen. To get when you say uncle, I'm thinking of someone older. <laughs> They're the same age. Damn. I know. <laughs> I'm like, who are you talking about? But he almost chokes the shit out of Kristen to get information on Chloe. He follows that information to find that the car is gone and then comes to the conclusion with Sean Douglas that Chloe is in the backseat of the car that Jan and Claire are in. Can I say that the actor that plays Philip, I can't, Jay Kenneth Johnson, Johnson. reminds me so much of a young John Aniston. Yeah, I can see it. Just when he was like, and she better damn well be there. That is yeah, he was definitely letting his Kiriakis. Yep, he was letting his Kiriakis flag fly. I said that it gave me Victor going at it with Vivian. Oh, yes, like just that look and glare that he gave. He was like, Hey, she better damn well be there. That is Victor's child with a mixture of Kate because Kate. 
her impulses would have made him choke the hell out of Kristen. And that's what he did. So, And I, I love the fact that Sean and Philip were working together for a hot second. And Sean is like, listen, I don't have time for this. I have to find my daughter. And Philip's like, wait, what's wrong with Claire? I do like the fact that when they play up, play it up, like Philip always has a moment of concern for Claire because he yes. did spend a year of her life child. believing yeah. that was his child. So I do always love that. And then when they realized that Jan and, you know, Jan has Claire and now Chloe, like it all, it all played very, very well. I don't know. Days has been right in front of me pretty well lately. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Gabby and Abigail, Philip and Brady occasionally, Philip and Sean Douglas. It's just been really great lately. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, it works. They don't like they're just letting it be what it is. Exactly. They're not trying to force something that isn't there. They're playing into the natural history that these characters have. Yeah, there's no, oh, we're suddenly best friends because we've made up after we've all done horrible things to each other. (laughs) GH. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on, Shadow. Really messy. On to the next story. Chad is blind as well as Kate because <laughs> I said dumb, but see that big ass envelope of Percocets that Gwen was holding. That was a big envelope. <laughs> it was. I said, okay, honey. I mean, it was filled to the fucking brim, like some popcorn or something. But anyway, she apologized to lying to him and goes on about how she's grieving the pain for the loss of her baby and how she misses the kids. I could not care less Honestly. about any of this. <laughs> could not care less. The, the best part about it <laughs> outside of the fact that Chad couldn't see that big ass bag of pills was when Xander came in. That's about it. <laughs> no, th- yeah, I that was... Hear them Zans come. <laughs> but that that was a couple that was a couple days later because that was after the Jack and yeah. Gwen bangers and mash thing. So that this was a, this was a completely different day. This okay. What the hell is bangers and mash? I'm sorry. I think it's like a British dish. It looks like some burnt conker sausage. Yeah, but let me see. I'm gonna Google. Yeah, I always get ready to do the same. But yes, um. She had me a little bit when she was talking about, oh, how I miss the kids and whatnot. But her terrible actions put her in this predicament, and it's so hard to feel sorry for her. That part, that sorry. part was where it took me out. Like, yeah, like <laughs> you didn't miss I, them that much. Here's my, it's like I don't. Okay, this goes back to a conversation we were having in the group chat about um, redemption arcs. You have to put in the time and the effort to actually create a redemption arc. Telling me that I need to feel bad for this character now is not the same thing as actually redeeming the character. I, I don't care about Gwen or Gwen's pain right now, particularly because she's still lying. Yep. Exactly. So like... And she's a so, murderer. Okay, so you got one sociopath blackmailing another sociopath. I don't care. Take each other out. 
solve my problem. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I don't care. It was a little point where I felt sorry for her. Then I remember she's a murderer. And I had to take it back. And it was like, well. You can credit that to Emily O'Brien. She said good as actress yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. Like, Emily really did great. great you you could not pay me to give two fucks about Gwen <laughs> <laughs> she's giving me the who's the guy that plays Thomas on the Bold and Beautiful Matthew Atkinson where you feel sorry for him, him even though you shouldn't and that's what takes you away from the story half the time she's him but the point that really got me was the way that Shad just seemingly does not give a fuck that this child is gone. For real. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like I am fine with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> like it's, it's it's douchey, but it's realistic. Give a damn. It, it's realistic. Like this would have made it ten times worse for him to read. And you would marriage. think he would feel a certain way considering he's already lost a child. But he does not care. No, he doesn't because he knows he was stupid and sleeping with her in the first place. He knows he fucked up. And like, that's just a complication that he didn't actually have to do anything about. It got rid of itself. (laughs) Not only that, but he, he doesn't even know the whole truth yet. And she has already confirmed for him that she would have been a nightmare to deal with. Yep. Because the minute she got mad, she would have used their child as a weapon. She already did. She used the miscarriage as a weapon. So he's already he's looking at this and seeing the future and being like, "Whoa, I dodged a bullet." Yep. So it's like I, I get it. <laughs> like it may not be the most compassionate response, but it it's it makes sense. I just realized what song that was. <laughs> I'm like, I know those lyrics. <laughs> Anyways. Speaking of Chad, Chad goes over to visit Kristen and he reads her for Phil. Kristen was just getting red <laughs> left and right. And she really was. And this she was the best really, she I really did. liked this, it. I liked me too. This because was the best Billy Flynn has on, been in a long time. It played on the fact how close Kristen and Chad was when um, she was first reintroduced with Eileen Davidson in the role. And Casey Diedrich was still in the role play, playing Chad at the time. And they got really close really quickly. And then, Her and EJ are the only someone she ever cared about because she could give a shit about Lexi. She couldn't stand Lexi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that scene where Eileen Davidson visited Lexi's grave? Yes. <laughs> and she threw the flowers at the grave. <laughs> <laughs> was... She said, bitch. <laughs> Those scenes always knew that Lexi was the favorite daughter. So yeah, when he when he said to Kristen, like, "What did you think was going to happen?" That was funny. That (laughs) it was unintentionally funny, but it was hilarious. (laughs) First off, speaking of Chad, why is Chad wearing a turtle neck in the middle of May? (laughs) I know that neck is musty because this was filmed in March. Still. Is supposed to play in May. There's nothing spring about a tournament, Tony. <laughs> I, I don't know. Days weird wardrobe choices are always weird. Why you do not have... talk about nobody's wardrobe choices? Because we doing better than the bold and the beautiful. Yeah, we not true. We I mean, not. True. We not. Both but the they're, see, they're trying to dress Abigail and Chad in this Mad Men era. 
<laughs> and it's not hidden because they're getting this. Listen, I think it gets a pass right now because they were trying to hide Marcy's pregnancy. They're trying to give them like this new age mad men and it's not working with Raj dress for less. I'm not getting it. Anyways, Kristen got read by Chad, but she also got read by one woman. And that was one other than Susan Banks. Susan Banks gets out of jail courtesy of Marlena and her insanity plea. So she goes over to go visit Kristen and reads her down. Can we talk about the Marlena Susan scenes in the jail? Because they were so good. They were really cute. And and the best part was they were a surprise because they weren't in spoilers. And until the until Soapub released the spoiler picks the day before, we had no idea those scenes were even airing. Well, here's the thing. I know a few podcasts ago I said I'm hating how they're playing John and Marlena feeling like Susan is a nuisance to them. They fixed that right on up with those scenes because that reminded me of the old Susan and Marlena. You know, the Susan who was a nanny to all her kids and they were really close friends. Really good. It was it was so it was so good. And like you could like and Susan is just joy. Like the character of Susan, you can't not smile when Susan is on the yeah. screen. When I, I she wish, smiling at her a lot. I just <laughs> wish they would stop writing Susan so zany. Yeah, she was cartoonish, but now they just write her as dumb as hell because when she went over to hug Kristen and got knocked out. <laughs> I was wondering I, yeah. what happened. I was so confused. She was like, felt so Kr- bad for laughing. <laughs> it, it, was a total, it was a total knock. She, she pinched a nerve in her neck that knocked her out. But my thing is, is like, okay, yeah, Susan used to be a cartoon. Yeah, she was zany. Yeah, she was a little childlike, but she was no fucking idiot. She would have never ran up on Kristen like that just to get pinched in the neck. Can we talk about when when Marlena brought her home and she's like, I'm going to go wash the Kristen DeBerra right off. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the thing with Susan, Susan is kind of sitting next to Brady on the I know you know better bus because outside of John and Marlena, if anybody has any reason to be wary of Kristen? It's, it's Susan. Susan. Yeah. First off, when she was like, "I forgive you," I was like, "Why? You should have smoke with Kristen for the rest of your life after that stuff Wait, that happened with EJ." I was gonna say, I, I'm so glad that Kristen didn't manipulate Susan into helping her again because that's where I thought this was gonna go at first. So when Kristen just knocked her out, I was like, "Oh, thank God." I'm going to miss Susan. I'm okay with them resting Kristen, but since EJ and Johnny are back now, I would like to see Susan interact with them. I'm assuming that when Kristen comes back in a few months, Susan won't be far behind. I just don't want Kristen back. They can keep Susan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want Kristen back this over the top. Like If they tone it down, I I don't know how they get her out of this mess, but um, we've seen worse. So okay, first off, speaking of, have y'all seen what Susan was wearing when she came home? 
Yeah, I was like, she threw everything on in the closet. I just want to know with because Marlena brought the clothes. Yeah. Where did you get the clothes? Listen, she <laughs> did the best she could do. And Susan, it works. Susan was staying at Marlena's before she went into jail. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, my thing is, was like Susan didn't used to dress this bad. Yeah, she used to dress like a schoolgirl, but this was a lot. And I don't like that new husband of hers. Uh, yeah, Roger. Roger. We barely see him. And we haven't seen him. She's supposed to be with Edmund. <laughs> Edmund is her husband. But anyways, let's jump to the next story, folks. Where should we go? Where should we go? Eeny, meeny, miny. Xander shows up at the townhouse looking for Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> EJ <laughs> took all his cars back. <laughs> Hilarity. I said, run me back my money. <laughs> I love con artist Xander. Okay, I miss this fool. He's a nut. Like, he's a whole idiot. <laughs> but it's entertaining. My favorite thing was Lucas coming in with the baseball the <laughs> and knocking like, the gun oh. out of his hand. And then Sammy literally twisting his arm to get him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Lumi so much. He, he's trying, but it's just not working. Like it's just... I mean, he running to everybody for this money, but the right people. Why? Who, who would he go to now? There's no one to go to. He went to Sammy. He had he it. Nicole. <laughs> well, Nicole, he has blackmail proof on. Yeah, but so... does it look like Nicole has $10 million? It doesn't matter. He, he's he's got to leverage what he can. He doesn't have dirt on everybody else. He only yeah, he, has dirt on he Nicole. He asked for money first, and then when she like, do it look like I, she said that? She said, "Does it look like I have ten million dollars?" And that's when he asked for the job. <laughs> and he didn't even get that. What is he getting? He's gonna get he, that. Well, yeah, like she's I need thinking to about see that. How they, how they work that out because Xander is the last person Brady will ever cut a check to. Okay. So, like, I'm. I, I need to see how they finesse him into this job at Basic Black. Because Eric and Paul are going to be working a lot together and soon because they were filming a lot together when I had my Zoom with them a couple months ago. That stuff should be getting ready to air soon. Do you think Nicole is going to tell Brady what she did? Yeah, what? I feel like she should. That's the, only, that's the only thing I could think that would convince Brady to hire especially since Eric's coming back that's the only thing I could think that would convince Brady to hire do you think Brady might call Eric and be like look brother like you have to come home your wife needs you without saying like if Nicole confesses so you're saying he's gonna make the call that we wanted Roman to make last week yeah he obviously won't tell Eric but he'll be like "Uh, dude your marriage is in trouble you gotta get home I could see that yeah, because I, I feel like Nicole's going to have to tell somebody because so oh, I'm sorry. Well, we saw her tell Ava, but that ain't good. But she didn't shit. tell. She didn't tell about Xander. Z- oh, she didn't tell the who. Yeah. Well, do you think that there's hope for Eric Cole now? <sighs> uh, well, now that we have Greg Bond <laughs> back, it depends on how long he's there, but I think they could get really, really good story out of this. Yeah, because but they it just have feels to like it's going to be a long term thing with Greg. It, I, I hope, hope it so. is. They just I have to figure so. out what to do after this. Like they they have to come up with something. They're gonna, they're probably going to do a divorce and then uh, 
rebuild, maybe. A better rebuild with a better wedding, something. Because it has to be something that made Greg Bond come back. Because let's face it, folks. Yeah. That man was not going to come back. We may joke about it and we may be wrong now, but come on, back then. He that, no, that's back. true. He he was so screwed. Well, and they've well, made him so many promises in the past that they never followed through on. Like I'm actually I actually am legit wondering what made him come yeah, back. What made him because the thing had, is he's he not the only that, person that left that was made that they made promises to. Because not everybody came back. He had to have went into that studio and was like, I need to see all the receipts. The scripts, all of what's the yeah? What's the long story here? What am I coming back for? Right, because you know he he got made promises in the past that never followed through. So I don't see him. I don't see him making a return unless he is guaranteed to get something out of it. And plus, he was giving multiple interviews. I think he he did an interview. Uh, the interview that he did um, that announced his exit from days last year with Stephen Bradford. Um, yeah, that was a mess. I remember that, <laughs> that interview was a mess, but if you listen to that interview, he sounded very done with daytime in general. So I'm honestly wondering what they promised him, what they promised him to bring him back. Because honestly, they did probably I mean, gave him a lot of outs as well. Because I highly doubt he's going to leave Queen Sugar. Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're making it work with Victoria Conifal. They can make it work with Greg Vaughn too. They need to make it work with all of their stars, no matter what. Because exactly, if you put your stars in front of other audiences and they come back and forth for days, it 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 brings new eyeballs. Not only that, it makes the actors happy. Yeah. You and honestly, want to too, come back to a happy work environment. I mean, look at Victoria Conifal. Yeah, and she honestly, wants to keep coming back. She does. She's she's made that she's made that abundant. Like she said it in her interview with Michael Fairman. She feels like she hit the jackpot. She never wanted to give up on Sierra. The only thing she wanted was flexibility, and she didn't feel like a contract would give her the flexibility that she needed. Now she has it, and she's able to work at days too. It's the best of both worlds. They should really do that for anybody that they can. And I think doing it for Greg Vaughn is really smart because like Nick said, like he has a huge fan base from Queen Sugar, not to mention the huge fan base he already had. We could be getting more eyeballs for days. Yep. Well, I hope it's something good. Yeah, me too. Yes, please. Well, 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 I don't know where I want to go now. But we were so, all we but we, uh, well, we we didn't quite finish the Xander segment because or he ended I, up at the Horton house. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> I like it. <laughs> I will well, yes, I will say this though. I did like I did like the one scene that Gwen and Xander had where Xander was like, Oh, so you're the long lost daughter. <laughs> like I don't okay, here's the thing. I don't particularly care about Gwen so I'm not super invested in this but I think that it makes sense yes it makes logical sense for these two characters to be where they take that I just want to see them raise hell together I'm just being honest (laughs) yeah and and he's gonna help her get out from under Dr. Snyder okay I can I can see that 
I hope he's she's not she's not exactly uh grateful for this help, but he's gonna help her. Um but I like the fact that, that Xander I like the fact that Xander that Jack didn't necessarily suggest that Xander move in. Like Xander's oh. kind of forcing <laughs> his way in. That's the only thing that saved Jack from real of the week. Oh, That's the, the only season. thing. You mean the season went <laughs> earlier this week didn't secure that for him? Because I swear to God, I thought they would. No, he saved himself by kind of being like, okay, Xander, I may have the space, but blank, 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 and blank stay here. You might need to go. And Xander's like, yeah. Well, because he's, he's not as, he's, I mean, Jack is many, many, many things. But I mean, he is stupid, but he's also like, he knows that Julie is going to rip him a new asshole. Yeah. And I think she's already even... pissed about Gwen. Exactly. <laughs> and she was pissed he... about Santa before, like when he just spent right? the night. <laughs> right. So like, I don't think as, as dumb as Jack is right now, I don't even think he's dumb enough to incur the wrath of Julie. Well, this is the only stop for Xander. Xander? Well, no, he didn't tell the last he didn't tell no, Sammy. He didn't but he didn't Sammy tell Sammy. Sammy know. was already because Sammy saw them that yeah. night before she got yeah. kidnapped by Kristen. Which, by the way, they established it has been three Salem days since all that happened. Yes. But we know now that Sammy knows that Nicole and Xander slept together. Well, she suspects. She suspects. She doesn't. Nothing's been confirmed for her. Well, yet. well, she was having that conversation with Allie. I think he kind of confirmed it for her. Yeah, she and then she went to confront Nicole, but Nicole denied it. Oh, everybody's everybody's figuring that out apparently because Ava figured it out too. Yeah, well, yeah, because <laughs> because Rafe mentioned something to her about seeing Nicole and Xander together when he and went I to guess go question she got Xander. Turned on by the thought she jumped on Ray. Yeah, that whole <laughs> scene was weird. Like they're like the actual love scene wasn't bad, and there is chemistry between Tamara and Galen. Yeah, but like. I didn't like that boo she had on. The way we got there, though, was so strange. Like, you're accusing me of helping Kristen run away, which I did, which right. she didn't say that. But, I'm like, it was just so strange. It, it was just doing weird things with that duo in general. Just... I didn't like that boo she had on. But <laughs> I, liked her, I liked her room, though. The blue room was nice. But I think they're setting this up to be the big defining secret between Rafe and Ava. And she's gonna have to keep that away from. Yep. You know, that's gonna be their conflict. She should, she's not with the mob anymore. And they're also setting up a conflict between Ava and Gabby. I feel like Gabby's probably gonna figure out that Ava's the one who helped Kristen escape. Oh, I was I was wondering. I was that was my next question. Who's gonna blackmail Ava over this? But Gabby, Gabby could. Because uh, they're they're definitely because the, the scenes this week were definitely setting it up, and we know the scenes are going to continue because uh, from Camila's day in the life thing that she put on the dual app, she was filming scenes with Galen, Tamara, and Brandon in Rafe's kitchen, and it did not look all that friendly between Ava and Gabby. Well, I feel like. They're kind of pivoting Gabby out of the Gabby versus Abigail feud. I think they found the solid ground with the frenemies with them. So they're yeah. moving Gabby on to Ava. Which is fine. Because yeah. I like the fact that she's willing, that she's seen her brother get hurt enough that she's not gonna stand for anybody else hurting him. 
She's sick and tired of Rafe being sick and tired is what she's asking me. So I'm I'm kind of here. I'm kind of here for that. But what else can I say about that story? First off, Ava just bowing down to Kristen and letting Kristen go. It didn't really make sense to me. Because me personally, I think Ava's still in protective mode of saving her ass. Even like when the Kristen beat brought- that was played though. She's like, look, you wouldn't be alive if it weren't yeah, for me. So you like owe me. Even though that was a get point, Ava being a protective mode still would have been like, and fuck you, I'm alive now. Right. You know, she would have told. But yeah, another- there was no there was no reason for her to to cave at all. Because she does uh, nothing Kristen has to blackmail her with either. Another thing that they pointed out themselves, but they should really take note on. They're so short-staffed, the police staff, that Rafe is in every police story that was involved this week. He questioned Sammy. He questioned Lucas. He questioned Ava. He was all over the place. And Xander. Over, over with Xander. We need some more cops. Bring it. They, yeah, have them. they just won't use them. <laughs> they have them. They just don't use them. Also, Bring like, Eli and Lonnie on. Make Johnny a dirty cop. There's Sean, there's Sean, Lonnie, Steve. and Eli are there. They're just not using them. Like, John okay. Steve, make Johnny a cop who's working. We don't need John and Steve. A... Well, John can, but Steve don't need to be a cop. But um I'm being fair, Tony. Can no, Steve but... even be a cop? Doesn't he have like oh that's true? But yeah, he's got no <laughs> here's my one flaw with this whole Ava letting Kristen escape thing and it's now the secret between Rafe and Ava. We've already established in previous story that the interrogation room has cameras. (laughs) Because that that is how Trask got Eli on board. Because while she didn't have audio of the conversation that was said, she had the video of the conversation of where Lonnie came clean to Eli. She didn't have the audio because they didn't have microphones. They just have cameras. So she didn't know what was said, but she knew enough that she was able to trap Eli into helping her. So how did they not look at the camera footage to see Ava and Kristen together? Well, you remember how long it took them to look at that camera footage to catch Lonnie doing what she did? It was months. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was months before anyone thought to, hey, let's look at the footage from the day Kristen escaped. <laughs> But that's not the first. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I brought this up before because Gwen had a whole scene where she felt like they were trying to entrap her because she knew that there was, you know, that there were cameras. I remember that. Microphones in the in the room. So it's like. it's, it's, it's kind of like it, you have to remember the things that you establish. Exactly. Like I give you a lot. I, I give days a lot of room. I really do. But it's like you have to remember the things you establish. And if you're going to go against that, put something in there that, you know, explain. The, cam- the cameras were broken or or maybe they had, you know, they turned it off because she was meeting with a lawyer or something. Right. It, but like, and it wouldn't be so bad, except for the fact that it became a story point in two previous recent stories. Yeah. And, oh, I remember what it was. It was when Sammy confessed to Lucas about shooting Charlie. 
but you know the dot the body or whatever how she got right. there and yeah because I was like okay she just made like a whole confession in the interrogation room that we've already previously established is you know bugged or whatever and he's not an attorney so but then, no privilege and then, it ended, there. then it ended up not coming into play because she ended up confessing to the murder anyway right it was just so it, it's kind of like at just remember what it is you've already previously established because we we hand wave away a lot just you know give us a a reason to be able to do so also another thing that i picked up on has rape seen Kristen at any point in which she was brought in uh, no not that no. i can remember I okay think so because if he did he damn sure should have known that that wasn't Kristen passed out on the floor before he even said her name because they very clearly were not wearing the we're same, the same thing mm-hmm. i noticed that too well somehow we drifted over majority of the stories it's just one more left to go through y'all ready yeah well kate has woken up from her coma and she can hear you knocking she just can't see you she's Mm -hmm. faking blindness and amnesia oh yeah short-term remember that bullshit i said that we were gonna go through a few podcasts ago here we are we are in the daniel jonas era because remember when she was faking cancer no she wasn't faking cancer no she actually had cancer what was she faking when she was with daniel to keep him I don't think she was taking anything then. I don't think she was faking it, but I think she was using it as a crutch to keep him. Just, ugh. See, this actually doesn't bother me, though, because she's not doing this to keep him. She's doing this to punish him. Yeah, which is a very Kate thing to do. That is a that very what y'all are getting from the scene. It's before? what she said. It's literally, literally what, what she, she said. said. Oh. Yeah. Who did she say it to? She said it to Dr. Snyder on Friday. It was the last scene. Well, see, oh. the last scene well, I now, this, is, the this last is not scene. this is not her trying to hold on to him because she loves him. This is revenge. And I'm I can I can rock with that because that is a very Kate thing to do. Okay, I'm okay with that. Especially okay. since like it took him what all of what 12 hours to jump in the sack with And Gabby. that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what it was. And not only that, like from Kate's perspective, he pursued this relationship and then he played in her face every time she was like you know, are you sure that you're over Gabby? I feel like there's feelings there. He kept reassuring her. Oh, no, there's not. I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah, Jake did play with her. So it's like he, so in Kate's, I can completely see Kate being like, you played in my face, you wasted my time, and now you think I'm going to let you just skip off and be happily ever after? Nah, I'm about to make you miserable. Lucas Lucas better drag her to the... Lucas better drag her to the pits of hell when the truth comes out, though, because Lucas is being all nice to her and he's lying. I mean, she's lying to him. Like, I hope that when this comes out, this is the one thing that Kate actually gets dragged for because she's she's done a lot that she should have been dragged for and she wasn't. So I'm hoping this is the thing that when it finally comes out, everybody like just drags her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> like if it was like we don't give a damn about Jake. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. She's lying it's the to both of her kids. Collateral damage of everybody else. She's 
what she's doing she to Jake. She's making her kid wait on her. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's lying to both her kids. Who who knows how far this lie is going to go or what's going to happen. So I just and I just need somebody to drag Kate for filth, even if it's even if it's over some dumb shit. It will make me feel better and feel vindicated over the years worth of stuff that she's done that she did not get dragged for. Why can't it just play her with Roman already? I don't know. And who knows? Maybe, maybe that once this comes out, maybe Roman will be there to pick up the pieces. But my thing is maybe Roman will find out. My thing is, they wouldn't be playing the scenes we've already seen with Roman and Kate if they weren't going there, would they? I don't know. Now, maybe they're they're going to go there at some point, and it's just not quite on that timetable that we imagine. But also, too, remember Gwen and Charlie had scenes that ended up going nowhere, too. So it's a a possibility. It's 50-50, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the last story of the week, you guys. Y'all want to jump? We went through that really quick. I think because we didn't do segues with each other, we just led right into it. I think all of these stories are intertwined some way, some yeah, they are. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. That's why it was so good this week. Because everything, nothing except Thursday and Friday, kind of like even stuff was connected there. But like a lot of times, the last few weeks, like half the week was connected, and the other half was like islanded on its own. This week, at least, everything felt connected because even like Allie and Sammy knew about Claire, which that was a surprise. So it's nice that even when other stories aren't being played, they're at least getting mentioned. Through. Are y'all ready to jump into the segments? Mm-hmm. Yes. And now it is time for my favorite portion of this podcast. Welcome to the Mavericks Reading Rainbow. <sighs> Let me get my docket out. Actually curious who it's going to be. I know. Because yeah, you already said it's not Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Gwendolyn Bounce Check. <laughs> <laughs> didn't last so long did it i'm really trying not to go in on you because i felt sorry for you no go ahead let let it fly let it fly but you cooking some mashed potatoes and some damn grits or whatever the hell you cook for jack does not make up for the fact that you have done terrible shit to his daughter him let's not forget that she is the reason that the kate secret was exposed at the party it so it's not even that it's what she was talking about i miss charlotte and thomas and i felt kind of bad for you because you just lost a child and you're a little bit alone right now Meanwhile, I'm like, bitch, why? The entire reason you were... It was like the entire reason you even know them, not because you're their aunt, it's because you lied to get in their circle. Exactly. You cannot be redeemed, baby, and this is for the writers. The character of Gwen cannot be revived unless she looks... She... We find out that Laura is alive. This is not Laura fan talking. This is just a general fan. Unless we find out Laura is alive, 
or she loses somewhat of just as much value to the canvas, there's nothing she can do to redeem herself. Stop trying. Let her be an evil bitch that everyone hates and leave us alone. And Gwendolyn Bauschek is my read of the week. I co-signed this read. Damn. I'm getting tired of feeling little glimmers of feeling sorry for her. And let's and then have to remember a minute later, she's a killer. She has done terrible things. Let's call those moments what they were. Because it wasn't you actually feeling pain for Gwen. I think it was the fact that you were admiring Emily's performance and the performance made you feel something. Maybe that's it. Because I'm just getting tired of feeling one way and then the next minute I can't because she hasn't been redeemed as a character yet they're playing her like she kind of is now. Emily's performances, I think, are what's making you feel for her, not anything anything within the writing. It's yeah. so funny. I that, agree with that. That that she's your read because that's my bad for the week. Until. Well, y'all want to do good, bad, and ugly first before we even jump into you're watching it wrong. Let's just go ahead and do it. Good, okay. bad, and ugly. My good... first. Tony, go ahead. Um, my good is everything with Sean and Belle this week and getting them, like, seeing them figuring out that Claire is taken, seeing their reaction once it was confirmed. Like, I loved all of it. I love the way that it was played. I love the fact that like Jan is their Stefano. Like it's so good. The bad again, all things Gwen. I just don't care. Just stop. Why? Why is this a thing? And my ugly, um, there's nothing really that ugly to me. So I don't really have an ugly. Actually, you know what? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Kayla, Kayla I know it. and her, her, like, whenever Kayla talks to Jake, she has this tone in her voice of, I just smelled shit. It might be because he looks like Stefan. It probably is because he looks like The name of the podcast would not be, y'all smell that? But I literally like every time she opens her mouth and talks to Jake, it's like she forgets she's a doctor. And I'm just like, please just stop. <laughs> she doesn't like his ass. But, right? it's, only, but it's only because he looks like Stephen. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm not I'm not mad at her. I guess she tries when she puts her hands on the and pats him on the shoulder, but she just looks like also this is another good thing i had there was a moment on friday when dr snyder was um introducing himself as kate's doctor and he said something and Allie's like she's also blind (laughs) 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 the way she delivered that was hilarious first off (laughs) Not this night of funny as hell, too, because I'm still sucking that pitch he did in the jam. <laughs> he pitched the shit out of her neck. But, um, <laughs> oh, God. My good, I have 
too good. The Marlena and Susan scenes, it just reminded me so much of the good old days of Susan and Marlena. Another good would have to be the summer promo that dropped this week. Really good promo. My bad in the same token is the summer promo. It's a little small bad. I know it was a summer promo, but I'm kind of watching the 90s right now. I kind of wish we can go back to dramatic promos. And it's not just days. It's across the board of all of them doing these fun, carefree promos with sexy stuff in between. And my ugly would have to be Kate playing blind. I just... That was almost my ugly, too. I'm not feeling that story at all right now. Another good would have to be the demise of Kristen and Brady. Both actors are definitely getting the Emmy next year. They're definitely getting the Emmy nod next year. They were doing yeah, the acting of their. They were doing the acting of their lives. I felt the pity for Kristen, but I also felt like she was very pathetic. I felt sad for Brady, but at the same time, I knew it was the best thing for him. And so it did he. Good. As much as it hurt him, he thought the same thing. I thought it was just some good acting. Another good would have to be Jay Killam Johnson. He channeled the spirit of young Victor Kiriakis in those scenes, and he did it damn well. He also had qualities of Kate Roberts. It was just, he was playing the hell out of him. I wish they would write him better like this all the time. I had a lot of goods this week. I'm sorry. It was just a really, really good week. Don't apologize. This is the first time you've been actually in a good mood when it comes to days in a minute. Let's enjoy it. I think... I think they're getting the memo now. I think they're trying now that we have this two-year renewal coming up. Yeah, they um, recorded those episodes before they got the news of the renewal, but I feel like they were very optimistic on the renewal. And They were. Now I feel like, okay, I feel like you're actually trying. Keep it up, Ron. Don't piss me off. Nick, good, bad, and ugly. Okay, I got two goods. Um, Jordan Dragon Ben. It was funny. It was. Yeah, it, was, that was <laughs> it was. It was just funny. Oh, Shamalamala. <laughs> she said. <laughs> she said you use your suffering like some men use cologne. I mean, it's yes! like <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> I almost jumped through the TV. She read the shit out her, of him. Her poking at Ben's like sanity bag was hilarious. And I always like Ben when he's about to lose it. Um, Kristen getting dragged was another good because Which her getting, time? both <laughs> the scenes with Chad were really good because he was so confused the way she was explaining. He was like, "What did you really think would happen?" Like he was so he loved her, but you like you you could tell he would just want to pat on him like, "Oh baby, no, this isn't this isn't a good thing." And the Brady and Kristen breakup scenes were really good because I honestly think. Because when they first got back together, Brady, she got pregnant because she was wearing Nicole's face. It wasn't like Brady chose to go back with her. I think he stayed because they thought Rachel died and he felt bad. But not even that because she left. 
they weren't even together. Like, yeah. right? Like, after her trial, once she was found not guilty, she ran She ran to Italy and became a nun. And then yeah. came, and then was gone for months and then came back on New Year's Eve and said, I want you back. And Brady was like, well, you left me to deal with the death of our child alone. It was the fact that Rachel was alive that brought them back together. Yeah, I think he only stayed with her because of Rachel. And he was trying to make it work for Rachel, but he realized he couldn't. At this point, it's clear that Brady had severe mommy issues. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. Um, So those were really good. Um, My bad. Um, Dr. Snyder, it's weird. Why is he learning all this shit? It's confusing. And it feels random. Like, we've... like he has uh Kayla already doesn't like him and she's talking about him as if she's dealt with him in the past but we've never heard about it it just feels really random um am I ugly too much Rafe there are other cops to use (laughs) I like I don't I don't hate Rafe but they use him too much he's the police commissioner he should be sending people out to look get this much screen time when he was police commissioner he didn't like just let rape do one case let you have eli you have lonnie you have sean there are other cops to use use them and also the remember when when they had a whole police force now we can't even get a damn guard at the door and the way in which he talks to these people, especially those scenes with Sammy specifically pissed me off because he was talking down to her the entire time. No, and, I got that ass. She's, he's just sick of Sammy's shit at this point. But he was doing, and then like he was, he's the police commissioner. with Sammy. I didn't like his scenes with Nicole and yeah, Sandra. I didn't, oh, oh, yeah, that was, why was that, Why was he why, there? Why was he there? Like, there's literally people missing. Like, Kristen was able to escape on his watch because he was too busy worrying about whether or not Xander was going to have a job at Basic Black. Like, what the fuck? They need to fire his ass. <laughs> they need more cops. We need a whole force again. We don't this... need more. We just have to use the ones we have. Yeah. yeah we need more doctors because if I see Kayla at another damn place... <laughs> Oh my god. She oh, we're gonna we're gonna get trip here soon. Oh god. Mike oh. <laughs> Horton is right there, Jesus. Oh that's who that's who Dr. Shadow should have been probably. <laughs> no, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't see him laying on top of Carrie. No. <laughs> ain't Yo. nobody laying on top oh. of Carrie. She's in England and ain't coming back. No, Great. she is not in England. Carrie Christy Clark is coming home for the summer. Oh, thank oh. you, Lord. Please. Well, maybe she is coming back. Please she's, coming, service, she's, coming, Lord. she's coming to LA this summer, so there's a very good chance that Carrie might be home for Christmas. Oh, oh sweet Jesus. And you could just bring Mike Horton back. To Listen, we had no idea that Greg Vaughn was filming until Eric appeared in that summer promo. So yeah. I am not discounting anything. That is another good that I have. Thank you, covid if Mike Safety Horton precautions. can come back and take care away from the shackles that is Austin <laughs> Reed. Oh my God in heaven. But I just, I, but before Dylan does her good, bad, and ugly, I just want to say thank you, COVID precautions, for keeping everybody in their dressing rooms because now things are actually able to be surprised and spoiled when the show wants them to because we don't actually learn things through makeup room selfies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, see, now I'm excited. Days is getting good again, y'all. I never thought I would see it. You were going to quit. I figured it was going <laughs> to happen eventually. We just had to get Ron out that slump. 
Yeah, all all shows kind of go through a cycle. It wasn't that bad, though. It was becoming dumpster fire territory at one point. But it never got like, that bad for me, but I can understand why I got bad yeah. for me. <laughs> I never caught a break. I think that's what <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was just, like, looking at my watch and looking at the calendar. Okay, how long is Ron going to be in this this time? Because <laughs> the thing is, with him, it varies, because you don't, you don't ever really know how long he's going to be in that. I think we're in a good place now. Dylan, good, bad, or ugly. Okay, um, my good for the week was All Things Loomy. And yes, also, <laughs> I love them, y'all. That I love them. I've been setting sail on that ship since, like, honestly, since before the ship set sail. Because I remember the scene where, like, OG Kate was trying to set Lucas up with Sammy, and she was like, "She comes from a good family." Yes. And, oh my God, yeah. she like, liked Sammy at one yes. point. Yes. She did at first, and then when she got off that ship, she hated Sammy. <laughs> I mean, as soon as Sammy walked in the room with a baby, she hated. Sammy. Yeah, that was that was that was the end of that. Sammy did but a lot yeah, of if you go back to like the Deborah Dare days of Kate, then when in Lucas's very first introduction, like his initial introduction, she was trying to set them up. So like and I have my, been. Yep. Said I have been sailing on the good ship Lumi for decades <laughs> now. Yeah, That's okay. where Austin was really, really dark. <laughs> so, and, like Batman and, character dark. And going back and watching the old episodes, I can see it. Like, and I, I was already a Lumi fan when I was watching, but it made me love them that much more. And like the chemistry was there then. So I don't yeah. understand how it took. 10 years for us to even get them as a viable couple because there was a scene where after he found out that his father wasn't uh the roberts that that kate said that he was and he got drunk and he was in the park the person he went to was sammy yeah and it was that moment that 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 i was like okay this was a ship even all the way back in 93. What the hell took you all so long? I have been shipping. Like, I wanted them to stop scheming to get Carrie and Austin and just be together. Like, I have been shipping Lumi forever, forever, ever. So, like, I just, I loved them this week. I loved, I just, I love them, period. But they were just really good this week. And And he said, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not scared of EJ when they thought it was EJ at the door. I swooned so hard. Yeah, they're really nice. I like they're them. So good together. And also Jordan's return. I, yes, I'm Lord, a Jordan fan. I, I'm a Jordan <laughs> fan. I loved it. And like, I liked their dynamic because it was. They were just really good scenes. They were both they were. really good, and they were just really really good scenes. And I loved seeing her. And they need to figure out. Like, okay, I, I'm not saying we need to turn into GH where we're just bringing everybody back. But you know, well, I mean, we already are that character. show, so we might as well lean into. Oh, you want? Okay, <laughs> but, bring Michelle Black, please. Yes, bring her back. I'm, I hate I'm, to interrupt will, real fast. Bring her back. Bring her back. Michelle, if you're listening, slap your DM, child. Would you stop? Oh, <laughs> y'all just don't know. Michelle is my dream woman. Like, I thought that was precious. No, Chriselle. Chriselle got money. So, 
she's like my dream. She do her job. I do my job. She uses her money to spoil me and fund my hobbies. And then so the Salem style hits TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then we retire to our mansion called Salem Fair for the rest of our days. If I could meet a woman like that, oh, Jesus. But anyways, Dylan. <laughs> Um, and also my last good for the week was Stacy's performance. Oh my god, her those scenes with Brady and Kristen, her scenes with her and Chad, even like the scenes were with Kristen and Susan. She was just amazing in everything this week. Like everything that they gave her to do, she completely knocked it out of the park. And She's chances awesome. are she probably filmed all that stuff in the same day like all this because it was it was in the same episode so she was probably did all her suits and stuff in the morning and then all the Kristen stuff in the afternoon or vice versa so like she has range and it's amazing if she walks away from this without an Emmy next year I'm gonna riot like like she carried this story on her back and it was garbage I mean don't get us wrong (laughs) It, was. it became convoluted and it went off the rails quickly. But St- Stacy was amazing through it. Sugar, yeah. This year, yeah. my God, she gets the Kim Zimmer Award for turning shit into sugar. Like, We're gonna do year end awards. Get ready for <laughs> the Jewel and Olsen Williams. Titty. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna oh, be a Lord. fun episode, guys. So <laughs> I hope y'all stick around until December. My bag for the week um, actually kind of piggybacks on your read because my bad for the week was the transparent way that they are trying to make Gwen a sympathetic character. Hello. It's as subtle as a brick to the face. And there's no nuance to it whatsoever. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> that is now the podcast title. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> it obviously I, slaps you across the face. And it's not I so honestly wrong. feel like if they weren't pushing so hard to make you feel bad for her, some of us might actually get there on our own because Emily O'Brien can yep. sell you almost anything. She's doing it with me, and, and I have no remorse for her. And it's like, the thing is like making a victimizer someone's victim is such a shortcut to a quote unquote redemption that it comes off cheap and manipulative. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you dig in your heels against it that much more. And so if they would just put in the work to act, if they want to redeem Gwen, like, first of all, I don't feel like they, they need to. They don't. Let, let bad people be bad people. Everybody She's good at it. She's so good at it. Right? Everybody does not need to be redeemed. Sometimes you can let a, a, a bad person be a bad person and they can yeah, Victor exactly. walked around for decades. <laughs> no. Yeah, and he mellowed on his own when Isabella died, but he never, like, Right. He always did bad shit. He's still doing bad shit. Exactly. Thank you. Hell, he's the reason we in this Kristen mess. Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, they they don't have to redeem her. But if you're you're bound and determined to do so, put in the work to make 
an actual redemption arc for her. And maybe if you're going to to tell us, okay, we need to feel bad for her. She's being redeemed. Maybe try doing that when she's not also actively still scheming, lying and scheming. So like that that was my bad for the week. And I don't really have an ugly, but I I do need them to utilize Rafe better than what they've been doing. I need less. them to utilize Rafe less. <laughs> that's the pro- I mean, like, that's the problem. It's it's not... We're getting a lot of him, but really, there's no... He's we're doing getting what Sean or we don't he... need him to be. Yeah. Exactly. And the stories that they need to be telling with him, they're just kind of not so I, I had no business to... being with Nicole Xander. I'm no. sorry. No, no, exactly. What, I'm still confused as to what he went over there for. He went over there because he Lucas gave them Lucas gave him Xander's gun. So he went there to question Xander about why he tried to kill Lucas and Sammy uh, and found Nicole there. Yeah, and then just sort of and then it segued into why the fuck would you hire him what the fuck are you doing yeah it was just it was weird like there was nothing you know so bad this week that i had to like woosa and 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 walk away from the tv so i'm like it it was a really good week so i'm i'm like grateful for that i just need them to get a little clarity on the way that they're utilizing rape because i feel like that's why he gets so much oh no not you (laughs) that's that's the general consensus every time he comes on screen yeah that is now podcast (laughs) (laughs) almost died over here (laughs) oh no not you (laughs) because he's just so and he's too sanctimonious to be used as much and it's like they don't they don't put him where he needs to be and then when they put him somewhere it it's they don't play him with his sister nearly enough because i actually like rafe and gabby in scenes together so like if rafe was the overprotective brother who like after speaking to to gabby realizes how much gabby's in love with jake and also noticing that jake is like staying by kate's side and he was like the overprotective brother and like don't hurt my sister she's been through enough like i'm watching you like that would have been fine yeah, like every opportunity we have to actually root for Rafe, they take away. And I, but the thing is, they and they still want us to root for him. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, Galen is a—he's charming, and we could really like. I remember when he first showed up, and we loved. I him. loved Rafe and Sammy. Uh, so, like, it's not that people want to dislike him they it's just need, the writing is not doing yeah, him they any don't favors. do any favors and so i i just want them to utilize him better because i feel like i feel like there's a place for him and i feel like he's played by an actor that can really make you root for this character y'all just have to give us it's like every time he shows up it's like go home roger and no <laughs> Like you can't root for someone when you're feeling okay, that Dylan, way. Okay, Dylan, that's three in <laughs> one segment. Come on. I root for Go Home, Roger. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> that one too. But it's like, but I oh no, not you was like that. I just or I want them to stop doing him like that. 
<laughs> I do. I want. I. I don't hate Rafe, but I get why people do it, and I just want more for him. Yes. Just- I just don't like his Captain Save a whole mentality. Every time a woman divorces her man, here he comes <laughs> with his damn cape to swoop in. And the only person that- he should be saving is Gabby. That's it. And then he gets confused when they cheat or leave him. I don't understand. It's just so damn stupid. Give him a genius. You know, they had that with Jordan Ridgeway, but yeah, see did. how that went. I liked them. Give him a yeah. genius. Love them together. Show. I did too. I genuinely hate that they went the crazy route with Jordan, but it worked out for the best. I don't I didn't mind that they went the crazy route with Jordan because it made complete sense. I hated that they killed her. Yeah. Like I mean, if Ben went crazy because of his past, it makes sense that she would too, especially given what happened with Ben because she spent so much of her life trying to protect Ben, knowing that she couldn't and he spiraled anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It would have nice made her Rafe, snap. Rafe tried to bring her through that too. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked it if they played it as Jordan is perfectly normal until Bill, Ben comes around and he brings her to that point. Isn't that kind of how they played it? That was, that was kind of, well, no, they kind of played it when she got out of Bayview as is she or isn't she? And and she, I mean, she completely, she completely wasn't sane because like she was saying all the same shit she said before she got sent to Bayview. She was just putting a nicer spin on it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I kind of feel, okay, did we all watch All My Children? Yes. Yes. You remember when Richie first showed up on All My Children? Mm -hmm. And you could not tell if he was crazy or if Annie was crazy. That's how I kind of wish that they had played the whole Ben and Jordan thing. Because for a while, you didn't know if he was telling the truth about Annie's cheese being completely off the cracker. Because she had been pretty, I mean, I'm just saying, you couldn't tell because she had been fairly, you know, normal, quote unquote. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she was basically, she was basically Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah, until he entered the chat and then slowly it was like, oh my God, she is really loony. And I, I feel like they could have had so much fun if they had played it like that with Jordan and Ben, particularly because who would have believed Ben? I mean, the only reason I hate that she went crazy is because Jordan had extremely good heroin potential before all that. She did. I do. Yeah. She did. But it also, in her backstory, also had, had it, like, her going completely crazy wasn't out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it, it, was it was a long time her, coming. It was in her backstory. They just, they made, like, they showed us that she was crazy before explaining what made her crazy. That was the thing that, where it went left. Like, Ron explained it in the end in the scenes with Rafe in the interrogation room, and it made all the pieces make sense, but we should have had a bigger buildup to it. I mean, yeah, so then she kill killed her mother. She did. Yeah. And didn't, I can't remember if Eben raped her. No, Clyde raped her. Clyde, yeah. Clyde raped her. No, but how did David come about? Did she actually date Evan and she yeah, went crazy Evan, during that situation? Uh, Clyde, Clyde 
had given Jordan his stash to hold on to. I don't think she knew about it, but like Jordan had his money when he was in prison. Orpheus wanted half of that money, so he sent Evan to go get it. Evan and Jordan met. Evan and Jordan had David. But the way they played it when it was we was first trying to figure out who's David's father was, they played it as if Evan had raped her. Well, I think they played it like it was an abusive relationship. Not necessarily that it was rape, but like he was very manipulative and very aggressive with her. And you could even kind of see it in the flashbacks to to her death. To me, I feel like that was her final straw. And then coming home to learn that Ben is out, that is what really made her snap. That's what I was thinking, how they played it. She had just, she had just had the baby before she came home and kidnapped Sierra. I do remember this much. They played that baby a lot just for that baby to go off screen. Well, yeah, they, they ended up uh, that we, we, the whole baby David story was stupid Eli and Lonnie angst that wasn't necessary. Like they could have done that without having to do the whole Eli and Lonnie part of it. And but I still I wish, feel like they played that baby a lot just for it to be pointless now. Cause that child should like, have been older and she should have, and he should have been Rafe's. Oh yeah. Child, the baby definitely should have been raised. Rafe needs a kid. I've been saying that for years. Cause now that would have been good. Her, her David and and Eli and Lonnie's David were the same age. We're the same age, yeah. But that was, damn. It would be kind of sad now because Jordan's dead now. <laughs> I feel like a baby between Jordan and Rafe would have been a catalyst for them to get back together. Because Jordan and Rafe, to me, honestly, that was his perfect pairing. Because I actually liked Rafe when he was with Jordan. I liked him. I don't know if they were the per- the perfect choice for him, but I did like them. Oh, well. Do oh. we even have any? You're watching it wrong. This week? I do. Does anybody else have a watching it wrong? I have one, but it's more general than specific. I don't, I don't have, have one. one ahead. <laughs> well, I do, so I'll go. Um, after the daytime Emmy nominations came out, like, People oh. were showing their entire ass. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it's one thing if you are not thrilled that somebody got a nomination, but let's not blame it on another actress in a completely different fucking category. Like, it is not Victoria Conifal's fault that Stacey Hyduke did not get a nomination. And to try and blame it on her is fucking pointless and dumb. That's my watching it wrong. I, I have no rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was that was wild. Dylan, what do you? That was truly wild. <laughs> um, mine is more of a general thing because I've seen I've seen it more multiple times this week from multiple fan bases. And here's the thing. Here's here here here's here's the tea. You can't just call out quote unquote plot point writing when it's convenient for you to do so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I'm just I listen, if you're going to ignore the quote unquote plot point writing when it works in favor of your fave or your ship, then you need to keep that same energy 
and ignore it when it doesn't because y'all gotta mm, listen if you're gonna complain about it then you need to complain about it the whole way through you can't just you can't pick and choose this is not the pick a mix you don't get to take you know what you want when you want it and want to try to turn around and have a problem with it when it's not to your benefit can you give an example of this because i I'm not sure what it, I, mean, I mean. It's like people turn into Cirque du Soleil performers to excuse certain things that are clearly done for no other reason than the plot when it's something that they like or when it's something that benefits, you know, one of their faves or one of their ships. I think everyone does that every once in a while. No, they do. I just, did, I just didn't see any particular examples of it this week. So I was just wondering what brought it on. I'm, okay, like... For example, um, the way Claire has been consistently thrown under the bus for the plo- point, you know, quote unquote plot point kiss. Um, if we're gonna like complain about the kiss being a plot point, but then we're gonna praise the fact that she gets to make a phone call while she's being kidnapped and it's not to 911 it's not to her father it's not to her grandfather you know it's not to any any you know reasonable it's to ben so he can yes, play okay. hero yeah no they're they're, they're delusional continue <laughs> you know i mean you can't you can't condemn one quote unquote plot point and then be snapping and clapping and having sunday service praise for another you see what i'm saying See, they also weren't condemning that plot point they were thrilled at that plot point and assumed that that plot no, point was um, no no some people that's why i said various fan bases because there were some people from the uh, opposite side who were very much um you know casting down condemnation from plot point mountain so and then i saw those same people uh, you know, in the valley worshiping Plot Point Mountain when it benefited him. So <laughs> I'm just saying, pick a lane and stay there. If you don't like Plot Point writing, you don't like Plot Point writing. And carry that through. That's all I'm saying. Be consistent. Be consistent. Yeah, I know a, a lot of people had an issue with the fact that she called Ben, but she's not going to call her parents when the person she's dealing with is Jan. That is true. Because I had the same thought too. Because like Jan already, yeah, but Jan Jan is obsessed with her father and tried to kill her mother. Why is she going to put them in danger? No, well, no, I wouldn't say calling her mom, but it would have been calling her father. Yeah, her father, the cop who can bring backup. The cop who Jan is probably obsessed enough with. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I, I could I could understand Claire's. They made a point to of, say like, that y'all. They can't even get a guard at the door. I, I, they I probably took, they probably wanted to stop asking about my. Well, they probably got a sign outside like McDonald's now pays every day. But, like, I mean, I'm I can, just I saying it was why... very clearly done. It, it was just... done because. Uh, 
because Robert Scott Wilson had episode guarantees and he needed right. stuff to do. It like it, there, there is no other reason why Ben and Claire are as friendly as they are, other than the fact that neither one of them have actual story that's happening right now. So until Ben's story kicks off and his wife comes back, he's got to do something. And the fact that they refuse to give Claire actual story of her own oh. irks the crap out of me. Yeah. Like, well, you guys. I, Nick, do you have watching the wrong? No, not this week. <laughs> you well, said you had a you said you had a rebuttal to mine though. Hello? Hello? He's like, no. Well, any final thoughts, you guys? Um I I do have something to say about the Claire thing. Claire and Theo, like give them something when Cleo when Theo comes back I don't want them together but right please them as God fully, no. as fully realized characters they're both legacy characters right for them that way and they giving just Claire, be Ben and, and Sierra props and given Claire's pedigree of who she is yes. like she is the granddaughter of two of the most iconic super couples on this show and the daughter even though of, one of them didn't want to be a grandma well true <laughs> but uh, still like, given who she is, she should have her own love story in her own right, and she should not play second fiddle to anybody. And it shouldn't be this hard. It's it's too easy to write for a character like that. Well, my and they're problem- actively choosing not to, and I don't understand why. Well, my final thought is, please play the police officers you have on your story, please. I don't care if you bring Johnny on and he's a dirty cop for the Damaras. Show him doing his cop job once. Because Rafe going from well, story to story. I will laugh hysterical if he's an FBI agent like Rafe because of how, like, because of Don't do how, that. No. I, no, I, no, only I didn't say John, that. DJ would blow a guest. I'm just thinking about that. The See, when he, was like, he was like, I hate Rafe Hernandez. <laughs> No, I didn't say that. I said a dirty no. cop for the Damaris. <laughs> no, Tony. But I'm so tired of seeing Rafe going case to case. Yeah, he's, he, in stories where he doesn't belong. I know we said we hate when stories get segregated, but it's such a thing as over-communicating within stories. Rafe story. is new. Rafe, you know, we. I said earlier, Trip was going to be the new Daniel. Rafe is the new Daniel. It's like he's roaches. You can't get rid of him. (laughs) You turn off the light and there he goes. There are other capable cops and they just do not. Like Lonnie just brought Kristen in. Like they're coming back to work now. And she's still on maternity leave. So (laughs) still. Use Lonnie, use Sean Douglas, use Eli. Bring on a new cop character, something. Bring on some more doctors in the hospital. I just know. That if Kayla sued that hospital, she would win because she works 23 hours a day there. <laughs> I'm tired. Sarah wouldn't come to work, so it was always Kayla. I'm tired of seeing it. Get some more doctors, <laughs> some stable doctors. I'm not talking about Dr. Snyder, someone who just popped up, someone who's going to come long term, like Neil and Mike did. Can, can we bring Trip back um, Noel Curtis as a doctor? Yeah. Oh, that would be good. 
And then we know she a floozy because she slept with her sister. <laughs> Not a floozy. Somebody. Like, we and could bring the- back Noel Curtis. We could bring back another Carver. Like, let's say Jonah had a, a son. Or maybe, um, um, well, I, well I, they won't call well, him. I mean, they could because we know that Abe has a bunch of siblings that we've never met. So. Yeah, I mean, Jonah could have had a son uh, or, or even bring up Benjamin. I mean, I know we have we have Ben, but Benjamin Reardon, Wendy's son, could have grown up to be a doctor. Bring they him could, back. They could give him a different name. They, they did it with so, Teresa. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, please just come into that hospital and be a doctor. Anybody. Because I, ha- I have, love Mary Beth Evans, but Kayla is pushing retirement. Have Stephanie come back and decide oh, yeah. she went what to medical school. Med- Wait, wasn't she well, in no, medical school? No, Stephanie worked at the hospital, but she was in PR. She never went to be a doctor. Tony, oh. you gave us a good idea. Make Claire a psychiatrist. Make Sierra a psychiatrist. Anybody, no, any neither one of them will come to work. No. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's my final thought. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Bring back more police and doctors, please. That's okay. all I have to say. Nick, you've been real messy this recording. <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into you, but don't breathe this next week. <laughs> Any final thoughts, guys? No, I think we pretty much covered it. We kind of went all over the rainbow. Yeah, we did. Well, guys, it's been another week at Soap This Salem Style. I hope you guys enjoyed. I, I can't come up with a witty comeback to leave y'all with. So, <laughs> bye. Bye, everybody. Y'all.